Welcome to another episode of the Time for Some Action podcast. I am your host, Niles E., along with Brother T and uh, DJ. Uh, we have a new on, everybody. add to the mix, uh, Brother True. Uh, I'd like to Hello. get started by introducing yourself, Brother True, to the audience. Uh, how you doing? How you doing, guys? I'm uh, Niles E.'s uh, youngest brother. I go by True. I'm a college student at Cal State San Bernardino. And, uh, you know, it's nice to bring my opinions into the podcast and, um, you know, get to hear from my brother, my uncle, and my cousin and see uh, how their mentals are and see where see their positions on all the great topics we'll be going through. Great to have you on, my brother. Mm-hmm. Good to be here. Definitely, definitely. So we wanted to start this show by uh, kind of reflecting on the untimely passing of DMX and just kind of want to do a quick round the table of what DMX meant to uh, you personally as a, a artist in hip hop and just where you think his loss now leaves the game of hip hop. Well, for me, uh, being the oldest member on the panel, you know, when he, when X, uh, first hit the scene, uh, he was, he was hit for, for the guys as the, my younger nephews that's on the panel, um, you know, their era, the big, the big heavy hitters have been, you know, guys like Drake, you know, uh, the Migos, um, who uh like I said, or Kanye. Uh these have been the heavy hitters uh of their generation. Well DMX was that for me and my oldest nephew, uh uh Niles E on the panel. Uh when when X came out, I mean his influence in the game, he kinda took over for Tupac, being that, you know, that uh, intellectual what you consider to be street dude um i don't like to use the word thug because uh to me those guys aren't thugs they they more street dudes you know with with some intelligence to themselves and uh you know that's what dmx was uh my favorite song by him was was slipping and that was a you know that was the the inspirational song a lot of times that got me to get up in the morning and make that long bus ride to go to work and then uh, go to school, you know, because I just listened to the struggles that he put in his song and in his lyrics, you know, just struggling with every day-to-day life, trying to, trying to, you know, kick his habit, trying to be a provider for his family. So, uh, you know, Brother X poured out everything in his music, and I can appreciate that uh, for, um, for, that brother to really open his uh open his life up to uh to show the demons that he was battling with and so uh you know salute to that brother and uh RIP you know he's 50 years old man it's it's crazy to uh you know to just see a man uh basically leave before the before the time that he's supposed to go but 
uh, you know, a lot uh, ha- has uh, called one home, and hopefully he's pleased with my brother. Yeah, I would I would say, you know, to second on that, um, you know, this is definitely the time to mourn, but um, I always like to look at things in some type of positive aspect um, and to just appreciate the accomplishments he, that he made while on this planet. You know, that's all that we can ask for each of us while we're here is, you know, to affect the world in some way. And I think that uh, DMX has definitely done that and done his part as far as that goes, you know. So, you know, definitely it's going to be a sad time, but um, celebrate, you know, that's at the end of the day, that's a that's a black man that that was able to have all those amazing accomplishments, you know, and just being able to see somebody uh, that looks like us, you know, gives us be able to know that we we us too can affect this world, you know, no matter if it's rapping, you know, uh, doing stuff in the community, whatever it is, you know, we can all affect this world. And I think, you know, this is definitely a great time to look back and reflect on all the positives that he did while on this earth. Yeah. uh, I want to add to that. Just, it's great to, you know, see where he was at this point in his career, get to see him on that versus and see how good he looked, you know, see like he wasn't stuck in those habits and those habits hadn't torn him down. He was still a really strong, great person who, you know, still was on that other side of those hardships, you know, and it's, it's hard to see him go, but, you know, it's good to see, the influence that he has put on the game in those people in New York, for instance, like I know a guy named uh, flea Lord got the exact same style and he like, you know, just pushes him to that, like to that level, you know, like it's just great to see the mark that he put on the game for people. And the fact that those people are, you know, able to, um, how do I say they're able to express themselves and express their turmoil, you know, and that's, that's a great thing for people nowadays, you know? For sure. For sure. Definitely. uh, The brothers is made an impact on uh, the game far and wide. And he will definitely be missed. And as brother T was saying, I, I, uh, you guys, uh, you're a little too young for this, but yes, uh, slipping and intro, and just those first two albums out the box with them were classics. Like, as soon as he came on the set, you know, like, all right, this brother, he's no joke, he's not the shiny suit, he's the grimy East Coast dude. And that, that, uh, like we were saying in last week was bringing substance to to what he was speaking. And it, it's definitely unfortunate to, to see him pass at such a young age, really, at, at only 50 years old. So uh, prayers out to, yeah, to his family for sure that uh, you will be missed, DMX uh, Earl, for sure. Uh, can I add one more thing before we move on? It's kind of It's kind of going off into – a couple controversial topics uh, involving this. The first one is 
Uh, did you guys hear anything about this supposed him taking the vaccine uh, and and his family saying that it wasn't uh, drugs involved? And uh, the second thing is uh, some of these, you know, feminists, uh, liberal, I don't know what to call them now, you know, it's, it's uh, the alphabet community um trying to cancel him because of some lyrics uh in his in uh album in 98 uh did you guys hear anything about that so on that first point um you know me personally if that is the case that is extremely sad you know but nowadays you you, you don't you don't really know what's going on because um you know within the 48 48- of DMX being uh, on the deathbed, the story changed every other way about 15 times, you know? So at this point, we, we none of us really know what's going on. And, at, and we honestly probably won't know the true uh, way that he died, you know, because um, the, uh, they were saying that he had been sober for some years. You know, we honestly, at this point, we don't know. Just hopefully that's not the case. Because, you know, if that if that is the case, he was definitely robbed of 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 a lot of a lot more time on this earth, you know. Definitely, definitely. But no, uh speaking to what you mentioned, brother G, no, I hadn't heard anything with regards to that. Uh, uh no. So I mean if that is the case, that definitely Said, but to DJ's point, honestly, you're never going to find out one way or another if that was that might have been anything behind it. So, but uh, not to be on a down note the entire time, we want to kind of shift gears a little bit. Uh, we got a couple things we want to discuss here. Uh, Plan on going over the national championship game of the past week, uh, some of the recent action in the NBA. But I figure we start on something light, so let's get right to it. Paul Pierce, <laughs> <laughs> thoughts? <laughs> I don't know what's going on with that man. You know, I, I pray for the best for him. You know, I hope it's all just a misunderstanding and, you know, he comes out on the other end in a more powerful position. Because at the end of the day, you know, he's still a black man, still, you know, a face of our community, you know, whether he played for the Celtics or not. You know, he's still uh, he's still the face of our community, um, you know, and, and whatever's going on with him right now, you know, I pray that. He's able to, um, you know, bounce back from this little setback and, you know, just continue to prosper. Uh, for me, you know, I I I, I uh, second that motion with my with my uh, co-host. Um, you know, he's a Celtic, so it kind of leaves a bitter taste in my mouth anyway. But he is from Inglewood. He is from uh, Cali, so. Uh, I will say this, um, you know what, what he does in his, in his personal life is one thing, you know, I don't agree 
with, uh, you know, I'm not into that whole, you know, whatever culture, you know, smoking strippers, you know, I'm, I, I'm not into that. I haven't, you know, really never, I've been around it a little bit, but that's never been my, um, my cup of tea. But my thing is, uh, you know, you know, you working for a certain brand and you know, that brand is very, very liberal and any little thing that affects that brand, uh, they are gonna, they're gonna, uh, get rid of it. And, um, by, you know, him being on there with, you know, strippers and, 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 and hitting the earth, uh, you already knew that it was coming, that they were going to get rid of him. Uh, you know, it could be a blessing in disguise for him. Now he can go and start his own thing. Um, but, you know, also, what's this going to do with his uh, personal life, with his with his wife and his family? You know, he has a wife and three children, so uh, he's going to have to explain that. You know, maybe, maybe they have an arrangement. Maybe she know that he does these things, you know, but uh, he's going to have to explain away. And uh, just one more thing, brothers, 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 you know. We, I mean, me and my, me and Nowsy, we come from an era where, you know, there we were before social media. So uh, Paul Pierce is from that same era. He's two years older than me. And I just don't understand brothers filming they own dirt <laughs> you, you 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 are filming snitching on yourself you snitching on yourself for for what you know what you may have all of that you know you may have all those riches and stuff that's cool lay back and enjoy the fr- fruits of your labor and don't let everybody into your world don't let everybody into your world that was my biggest thing you know he do what he do in private but why would you film it? I understand he made a mistake on who he was trying to send it to, but man, I wouldn't be sending that to nobody. And and everybody, if I was in that position, hey, no phones. Uh, I need contracts. And then you know, once I'm done doing the do, you got to kick rocks because these, uh, man, this society now with these lovely ladies out here. They trying to hustle up on any game right now, any game. If you got an inkling of having anything that's valuable, they trying to hustle up on it. So uh, I would just say, man, next time, just, you know, you got a, you got a brand, you got to protect, protect that brand at all costs. Everybody should look, there's two guys. And then I'll get off after this Uh, two guys that, Everybody should follow brand wise to me in the last, I would say, 40 years of sports. LeBron James, Derek Jeter. Those two names, LeBron James, Derek Jeter. LeBron has played essentially the perfect married man and Derek Jeter played the perfect single man. So you have two examples on what you should be doing as uh, a big time athlete or any time or any type of athlete in today's world or celebrity or whatever. LeBron James, Derek Jeter. Yeah, true. Uh, I'll let, let you go with your thoughts before I'll chime in here.
DJ or DJ or fella? I'm I'm here. I'm here. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I yeah I already already said my thoughts. Go ahead, uh, Niles. Uh, no, I was uh, giving it. Uh, I was gonna give fella a try before uh, before I chimed in at the end. Fella may have, fella may have dropped. So go ahead, Niles. Just and we'll we'll uh, we'll catch up with him as soon as he gets back on. All right, so my thoughts on this here with Paul Pierce is basically I, I hear what you guys are saying, but at the same point in time, how old are you, man? <laughs> yeah. And you, you we're to the point where you're having to – you you're in your forties trying to you're doing this on Instagram. I I was looking at Deces and Merrill the other day, and they were roasting this guy because it's like you're forty. Like if you're maybe in if you want to do that in the privacy of your own home, fine. What's the point of putting it on on social media? Like and then to see. 300 so people uh, are checking it out. It's like, whoop de do. It, 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 it just, it makes no sense to me. And it makes me really wonder, it's like, was he, uh, was it planned? that Was he trying to do this to get himself fired? Because when you look at his reaction after he got fired, it was pretty much like, oh, well, I was kind of expecting that to happen, like he has something else in store. So my thought is, yes, uh, he's a black man, and you don't want to tear another black man down, uh, but you also got to call him out when you see it and be like, hey, don't be doing stupid shit to make yes. other black men look bad. And that's what he was basically doing right there because the perception is, all right, he's doing this. Is that you know, going to be other black men out there just being ignorant, treating women like that? But so, just like you stated, you know, it, how it, old is he? That's exactly where I'm coming from as far as like, where's his mental at? You know, because any, any person in their mm-hmm. right mind wouldn't be snitching on themselves, you know? <laughs> Especially exactly that caliber, per, you know, you're a well-known person like that. You're on TV every day. And you know people are watching, and you know they're waiting to undercut you. You know, you, don't I mean, kill them. One with the theatrics. Exactly. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, oh, oh, go okay. ahead. say, yeah, he. I mean, he's he's always been one for the theatrics too. You know, I'm gonna <laughs> say I I felt like he that he had an ulterior motive. From the jump, it didn't seem like it was all right. From just looking at his live, it didn't seem like he was thinking right. Yeah, yeah. When you when you see him, it was yeah. kind of like, it, well, he was, was faded. <laughs> so exactly. yeah, but yeah, he was he was blown out of his mind. But uh, you know, I'm I'm not defending him. You know, for his actions, uh, I, you know, I like I said, you got to be watching out for for these uh, for these for these lovely ladies too, though, because you know they they make the choice to be there, they make the choice to do what they do in their life. So even if he even if he was doing something like that, 
my whole biggest thing is don't film it, man. Don't film it. Just just do what you go do in the exactly. privacy of your own home. You too damn old to be filming that shit. And uh, you too damn old to be doing that. Because you come from the era of no social media, keep it quiet, keep it locked down, and move about your business. I mean, we got to be honest that the majority of these dudes that are that are entertainers or athletes, they not they not faithful. I mean, these dudes have all types of uh, all types of different young ladies, lovely ladies coming at them, and all of them ain't faithful. So uh, that part of the game, you know, I don't even I don't even sweat that. Like I said, a lot of these dudes probably have arrangements with they with they wives. Hey, just as long as you don't bring it to the crib. You do what you do on the road. Uh, but that's what I'm saying. Uh, if you go be doing that and you know you got a wife and ch- uh, children at home, don't film it. Keep the shit in, keep the shit in house and keep it to yourself. But, you know, it could have been ulterior motive, motive too. Because like you said, he really didn't have like, oh, man, damn, I just lost this gig with ESPN and Disney. He was kind of like, oh, well, all right, cool. I'm straight. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Maybe, maybe right. it was something to pop off. Uh, you know, something he has coming in the future. Yeah, everybody's about the rollouts nowadays. Yeah, absolutely. Um, controversy sales. Yeah, uh, controversy sales. So, um, you know, good luck to whatever he's gonna do. Although he's a Celtic, uh, but hopefully he lands <laughs> on his feet. I mean. Seventy million dollars in the bank, or ninety million, whatever he's worth, he uh, he'll be landing on his feet good enough. Somebody will hook him. Somebody will hook him up somewhere, yeah. so he'll be good. We got to talk about some of these stat lines in the league tonight. Oh boy, Jason Tatum, fifty three. He dropped fifty three tonight. Trey Young dropped forty two. Zion dropped 37 and 15 rebounds. And uh, who was the last one? Zach Levine dropped 50. Zach Levine dropped 50 also. So we had two 50 balls, a 37 ball. They went crazy in the league tonight. So I don't know how much uh, Bradley Beal had. He had that crazy three to win the game. Man, I just think these dudes nowadays, they're, right. they're so talented. You know, as far as because, yeah, you know, like we talked about a couple episodes ago, you know, yes, the defense is different, but I don't think the the amount of physicality would really matter to somebody like Steph Curry. If you want to be completely honest, you know, somebody shooting from half court, it don't matter how physical you get, you know, you can't you can't stop it. So, you know, I think these dudes have, have become so skilled that. Man, it's just crazy. Like, oh, Kawhi Leonard also dropped 31, too. So, you know, some very, very uh, crazy stat lines tonight in the league. All right, here comes the grumpy old man. I am going to turn <laughs> into the grumpy old man on this one. Now, I'm not saying that these dudes would be not be dropping, dropping some sort of numbers. But when you going through that middle and you getting hit by – Guys like Bill Lane Beer, you getting hit by guys like uh, 
Patrick Ewing, you getting hit by guys like Akeem Olajuwon, and then you getting full court pressed with hand checking all the way up the floor by Michael Cooper or Joe Dumars or Derek Harper, Sidney Moncrief, you know, these guys uh, were no slouches either. And then you coming through that key and you getting bumped and you can't run free reign, you know, uh, I think it'd be a little bit more difficult than what it is now. Like I always say, when I used to train DJ, when I used to train my nephew, one of the first things he told me is that, oh, hey, uncle, this will be a, that's a foul now. I said, what? And the arm bars a foul now? Oh, yeah. Because uh, you can't even put your hands on nobody. And so, hell, these guys, of course, you're going to be offensively skilled. If you can't be touched, if you can't be physically touched, you know, guys used to literally hand checks would guide people where they wanted them to go on the floor. Michael Jordan, the way Michael Jordan defended people, people would say that he liter- literally guided people where he wanted them to go because his hands were so powerful and so strong. And um, like I said, I'm not taking anything away from these guys nowadays, their skill level, you know, of course things are going to advance and get better, but uh you know that hot I, I got I just gotta say this though to respond to that a high pick and roll with Steph Curry coming off from half court and Patrick Ewing potentially having to switch out he's not stopping that <laughs> I mean but- because, because look yes if Curry was to go to the basket more if James Harden was to go to the basket more they would get killed but what does that mean that their shot would have to become even more deadly because there's no way they going in there Curry's like, hey, I'm shooting this three or nothing. And we all know he could hit 100 in a row without a problem. So Stephen Curry would in a high pick and roll with uh, with the big that can shoot. I don't – Patrick Ewing can't guard that. I, I think a, a lot of those dudes would, would get – what you're seeing nowadays, it would be the same kind of thing. You know, it's like you can only do so much with a dude like Curry because he shoots so unorthodox that, you know, nobody's seen coming. You know, he's like a Reggie Miller that can dribble and shoot off the dribble like something that we've never seen before. Actually, you know, so- I, I, I will come back at that. And now as you can agree with me with this one. I've seen it. I've seen it. And people tried to bury this dude because of his bu- religious beliefs and his sickness. But that's what Mahmoud abdul Raouf was. That's exactly what he was. Roof was. And, yeah. And I'll take, take Hakeem Olajuwon switching out okay. on anybody uh, uh, um, guard-wise because I've seen Hakeem stop people guard-wise. And even though people feel like it was a center-dominated league even back then, which it was, guys played small lineups back then. You know, the Lakers' small lineup, a lot of the times when they would take Kareem out, would be, uh, say, Magic, Coop, Byron Scott, Worthy at the four, and then you'd have Michael Thompson, who was more of a mobile center, uh, at the five. Or they would go small, or Detroit would have a a lineup, say, like this. The three-guard attack with Isaiah Thomas, Joe Dumars, Vinnie Johnson, Dennis Rodman, and John Sally. 
and uh, and those guys were all all defensive defensive stoppers. And and like I said, I also seen Golden State before Golden State uh, today run TMC with with uh, uh, Tim Hardaway, Chris Mullen, and and Mitch Richmond. These guys could fill it up, and they wasn't even shooting threes, and they were still putting up 25, 30 a game, and they was only maybe shooting, uh, what, on average, maybe hitting 100 threes a year, 150, but they were still putting up those numbers. So, I mean, we could continue. We could go back and forth on this argument all day, but I'm just saying that I just think that 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 – uh, the league has become so watered down with with defense. You know, we see when it comes playoff time a lot of the time, they'll let a lot of stuff go more because you see when Steph gets in the finals, especially against Cleveland, he used to have a lot of trouble with Cleveland, especially having the guard on the other end with Kyrie, and Steph would get tired. So just imagine if Steph had to go through the Detroit to the world, if he had to go through, and we're talking about 80s rules, if he had to go to, through Detroit, if he had to go to the Lakers, if he had to go through the Celtics, uh, if he had to go through old Milwaukee, uh, you know, these teams were, were, were deep, not only offensive juggernauts, they were also defensive, uh, uh, defensive juggernauts also. And uh, I, I'm going to take the old school front line over a front line of Draymond and 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 uh, whoever they plugged in with Golden State back then, and and we can we can go head for head on that. So uh, I'm not taking away from man. I'm, I'm t- <laughs> I, I like I love Steph. He's he's a unique talent. I never thought he would have did what he did. He's done in the league coming from Davidson and how small he is. But I think the the uh, I hate to be that old man on the line, but I think the era has just um, really uh, put these guys' numbers over the top. Kind of like in baseball with the with the uh, juice ball. You see guys like Brady Anderson and and y'all don't know who it is, but Niles know who it is. Brady Anderson <laughs> hit fifty home runs one year. Uh, you know, you see stuff like that with juice baseballs, and and I think that's kind of what the league is going through now. Is uh, you know, the three point happy air is gonna definitely put a give a lot of guys inflated stats. Well, I I mean, I I will say this. I think it's just kind of like the evolution of the game, really. Like. Uh, uh, using uh, your example there, Brother T, uh, back when uh, in our heyday was the Showtime Lakers and and then gradually to Jordan's Bulls and then Shaq and Kobe's uh, Lakers there as well. You're kind of seeing the game evolve from uh, Showtime was more up-tempo. They did play defense, but it was up-tempo. A lot of mid-range game, get to the basket. Jordan's, that was the kind of the, the where it slowed down the pace. Pat Riley uh, introduced that, uh, that grimy uh, defense with the Knicks and the Heat that everybody was playing where it 
where the scoring kind of came down and then back to the Lakers where with the Shaq and Kobe era, it was the dominant big man and everybody trying to catch up. And now the league is just in that next stage of evolution where it's the three ball. Everybody is either high pick and roll or uh, drive and kick for a three. So I, I, if I had to say a, a preference of what I prefer to watch, definitely old school because there's teams out there shooting thirty threes a game trash. where they have no bit with the <laughs> the characters that are out there have no business doing it. But I, I do still got to give the youngsters their props in that the individual talents that True and DJ pointed out. And Zion would have been a beast Absolutely. in this era and in the previous era. And he might, brother needs to work on his rebounding a little bit more, but that's another top, that's another discussion. But guys, oh, yeah. Steph, I think he would have found his way in the league uh, as well. Uh, Zach Levine. He's so nice. He's actually, Zach Levine this year has actually shown yeah. me that he's Zach more Levine than just, that he's more than just. Uh, yeah, so I think it's just uh, we don't want to be the dudes on the show that's like like you mentioned, uh, get off our lawn and things aren't changing. But you do uh, you, I, at, at some point, I do got got admit with the fellas that it's like, well, I mean, yeah, some of this I stuff mean, is I, changing. Yeah, it is changed. It has changed. You know, instead of instead of seven footers and stuff now. With having back to the basket game, uh, they're stepping out, stepping out, shooting threes, and it don't seem like it's coming back anytime soon. You know, uh, uh, the Lakers are kind of the no. most, I would say, old school traditional team. You know, with the bigs that they have, but uh, it, it, yeah, I don't see, I don't see it reversing no time soon. As long as analytics is in the game. It's it's always going to be uh, this. Oh, if you shoot three threes and make three threes, it's nine points. If you shoot three twos, it's only six points. So you might as well shoot those three threes because if you hit two of them, it's still six points. It adds up to three baskets. And man, can you hoop? Can you go, man? That's that's the only thing about me is they didn't let these uh, these these guys that never hooped before in the game and and. To me, I mean, uh, I don't know if it's with the wokes, the you know, the whole woke movement and the BLM and stuff like that, uh, that has really kind of helped the, the league decline, or is it just people like me? I mean, I, I, I honestly tell you, I, I'm a Laker fan, but I can honestly tell you I don't even like watching the league because it's either threes, fouls, or dunks. It's no, it's no variance to the game no more. When you knew, like I said, when you knew what you're going to get from these different teams, you knew with the Lakers, you got Showtime. When you got Detroit, you had, you had the bad boys. When you had the Celtics, you had that, you know, you had Larry Bird, Kevin McHale, DJ, Danny Ainge. You know, you knew you had skill. You were going to get skilled to death. When you had, you know, uh, Houston, Houston was a powerhouse with Elijah Wan and Ralph Sampson. And you go to the Nuggets and teams like that, that were kind of the middle of the road guys. They were going to give you a hell of a series because they were going to put up 130 points shooting five threes, 130 points shooting five threes. 
So it can be done. It's just the fact that they think that the, it, it it's more sexy to do it by shooting 30 footers. The Lakers in 1987, I always bring up the stat, averaged 117 points a game on five threes per game, making two and a half of them. It's, it, it, you, I mean, you can put baskets. You can, you can score baskets. But to me, the quality of the game is just – and a lot of it's with AAU, and we could go on and on about this. And this should be another topic where we just rant on what we think uh, has gone wrong with the league. But uh, I know we got to get into other topics. So, uh, yeah. Last word, DJ. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I think, you know, I just think, like I said, once you got to do, because I play LaMelo ball, because we see what he's doing now. I played him his sophomore year. He was only six foot three, you know, and I locked up, you know, I played great defense, you know, dude is now six, eight. And what he was doing when he was six, three, I couldn't imagine it. You can't get physical with that. Like, there, there's no way you can get physical with that. Because if you get up on somebody, like, and it, I'm talking LaMelo Ball. Steph Curry is 10x that. You know, you get up on that, he's blowing by you. You sit back too far, he's pulling that from half court. Nobody in NBA history has ever shot from half court as accurate as him. He could probably shoot behind half court if he wanted to. So I just think that at the end of the day, a high pick and roll with somebody that, that has never been seen in this game as far as his accuracy goes, you know, and, and his it would be one thing if he did this one season, two seasons, one game, two games. He does it every single night. He does it every single night. You know, and I, I, I just, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to bet against that. Well, for sure, for sure. Yeah, you guys, anything you want to add in there too uh, before we close this segment out? I think we got everything we needed to, we needed. All right, so switching gears real quick to the national championship game. I don't know about y'all, but like I mentioned on the previous show, I didn't follow college basketball too often this year. And looking at that game, <laughs> it made me wonder who, who the hell did Gonzaga play all year to be undefeated. Because <laughs> hey, the way Baylor whipped them Baylor, up and down the court I that whole y'all. game, it was ridiculous. I told Baylor. Baylor was legit. I told you about Baylor. Baylor. I'm going to give you the perfect analysis of Baylor. Baylor is organized ghetto ball. Yeah. And I hope I don't offend nobody by saying that. <laughs> but it's organized hood ball. They go get up in your face, aggressively pressure you. And it, they, you know what? They kind of remind me. They didn't have as much talent as this team. But they kind of remind me of that old 96 Kentucky team that can shoot. That team that had. Antoine Walker, Derek Anderson, Walter McCarty, Tony Delk. Uh, they, I think they sent like seven guys to the NBA. Ron Mercer. Yeah. Uh, you know, guys that they go 10 deep. Yeah. And they just switch off, pressure the ball. 
they actually can shoot, which you don't see a lot of in uh, college basketball now. So when I was telling people, hey, watch out for Baylor, I, I, you know, Gonzaga, I, I give them credit for the program that they built, but you can clearly see the athletic ability, the, the, uh, the grit, the, the grind and determinant and the toughness of their league also, you know, cause they have Oklahoma state, Kansas, uh, you know, that big 12. Yeah. That big 12 league is very strong. So i watched Baylor all year, uh, go through people. And, and I, I, I honestly, I'm going to tell you, I wasn't surprised with the outcome. Maybe not as, as easy as it was, but I, I, I had Baylor winning myself. I, I really, in my heart of hearts, I seen Baylor as the way better team. I mean, the way they struggled against UCLA the game before, it kind of, it kind of made sense. They didn't seem like they was ready. Yeah, it makes you wonder: Would UCLA? have given a better game uh, to Baylor than yeah, what because, we ended up seeing. Because really, uh, if, if dude would have would have waited two seconds, if he could have got another uh, better shot off with less time on the clock and they would have went to a second overtime, there was no way they were going to win. There's no way Gonzaga was going to win. Yeah. Uh, I think that was like their last gas that they had. Yeah, right when uh, he period. right when he hit that shot, yeah, I was like, yeah, they gave him too much time. Three seconds, he's gonna get down the court. It's over. And you can see with Gonzaga, it's like well, this is the first time I I think with Gonzaga that they had somebody that's considered like a top tier prospect. Because most of the guys that uh, most of the Gonzaga teams that have made it deep have been, they usually have guys that have been there two, three, four years. Yeah, when they had just uh, won, guys, wasn't so, it? I can only think of Josh Hart and uh, Deep. No, that's Villanova. Yeah, Saboni. No, that was Villanova from Gonzaga. Yeah. Uh, no way. Yeah, yeah. He came from Chicago. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Zaga, That's what I'm, I'm sorry. That's what I'm um, hell, I don't know anybody else right offhand other than the smack. And 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 that's Roni Turi off who used to play for the Lakers, but he came yeah, from Gonzaga. So. But other than that, uh I don't really know anybody that's made an impact in the league other than those two guys. Maybe uh, you know, maybe we're missing somebody uh uh in the mix, but Z- Sabonis and and uh, Turioff are the only two that I can think of that's been really contributors to a team, and more Sabonis. Sabonis is like a legitimate, uh, bona fide uh, superstar, but but he's uh, he's um, you know cut from a stock. His pops, Arvidas, his pops was his pops was serious, especially before he got hurt and exactly. injured. Uh, you know, he was serious for the Russian national team. Although by the time he came over here, he was basically Shaq's uh, punch, du- punch and dummy. Uh, but he was still, <laughs> if Sabonis could be, if Sabonis, the father could be 20 years old, 25 years old in today's league. Oh my God. He would. Yeah. He'd be a better Jokic. Cause he was, he'd he be was uh, in shape. He'd be Jokic, right? 
Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, but yeah, I'm really like I said, guys. Yeah. I'm really not yeah. surprised what Baylor did. And uh, you know, Mitchell Butler, and uh, I always forget the third brother's name, Maceo. Uh, I forgot what his last name is, but uh, I think I think he led him in scoring for the game. He he put up 19. Those three brothers, they uh, are. I think they're all NBA prospects. I, I definitely sure. think they're NBA prospects because uh, for sure, uh, uh, Butler. Butler is uh, is they've been talking about him being uh, maybe a lottery pick uh, or in the top, uh, you know, fifteen to twenty picks. But I think those three guards are definitely uh, uh, definitely league bound because those guys get after you. They really get after you. Uh, full court, and the thing about it is, you see what happened when you can shoot. You, if, if you can shoot, psh, man, sky's the limit. Especially when you can put the athletic ability. Oh, yeah. And you know, guys need defensive stoppers today. And if you can shoot too, it just, it just uh, covers two, uh, two different aspects of the game. So, shout out to Baylor, man. I, I was happy to see them win. They, uh, they've been kind of plugging away like Gonzaga for. The last couple of years, I know my uh, my co-host uh, is is kind of hurt because he's a Rock Truck Jayhawk fan. So to see another Big Twelve team come out, I know that's uh, that's cutting a little deep. But uh, the chalk could be back on top. They're not going anywhere. They're a perennial powerhouse. So uh, yeah. <laughs> Man, I think I think uh, you know with. Kind of adjust into the new life. I think I think Kansas will be back where they're supposed to be next year. Yeah, we'll see. Right. Shifting gears to the pros, I want to talk a couple uh, things before we hit uh, music again. I want to get. Uh, but a true feeling on, on, on the hip hop scene. But before we do that, uh, what is everybody's take on KD's uh, return uh, to the Nets? And uh, are we do we really need to take this team serious uh, come playoff time if the, the Lakers see um, them in the finals? As far as KD coming back, um, I think. As a, if I was a Nets fan, I think it's the perfect time. There's about a month and a half left in the season uh, for him to go ahead and start getting back into um, game shape, all that good stuff. Um, so I think, you know, as far as his health and all that good stuff goes, I think he'll be fine. Uh, but as far as uh, the Lakers, the Lakers versus the Nets go, you know, I think we definitely need to respect them, but not fear them. Um because I think that the squad that we got now, this, like we talked about a couple episodes ago, this this is a blessing in disguise. We got LeBron and AD fueling up. You know, we got all these other dudes um, filling in the holes while our two superstars are out, you know, because those are the dudes we're going to need the most in the playoffs. Um, and I think, you know, with Drummond, Bron, and AD – you can't you, you you really can't you can't bet against that. You can't bet against LeBron with a good team. You know, because even if this was um what year was that when Lonzo and uh Brandon Ingram, the year LeBron tore his groin. Uh 
or whatever he did to his groin. What year was that? 19. Yeah. See, I would still, you know, that that team still, I think, would have a chance. You know, because you put LeBron with any any little time, give LeBron any chance, and I'm not betting against him. You know, and the fact that he has another superstar on his side with AD, and then you add Drummond in the middle, I think, you know, that's going to be a tough matchup mm-hmm. for any team. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and and I, do that. I, mean, I did like Drummond's debut that's all we need. yesterday. That's, that, that's yep. exactly exactly right. somebody to protect my yep. basket. Uh, the Ben Blackamore pickup too was a good little sneaky oh, pickup. It's a good little sneaky pickup. So I mean, they go be able yeah, to I like go. That they go be able to go, man. I mean, literally, they can go twelve deep if they want to. <laughs> they can go twelve deep. I just, you know, it's all about just. Once they get back, just uh, you know, blending in and and getting the rotations and stuff together. But yeah, like I said, I'm still not worried. I seen yesterday what they you know what they were able to do with the Heat, at the, and the Heat is at full full capacity, full squad with Oladipo. Yeah, with Oladipo, and and they you know they lose by six. I mean, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. we had, I think the Lakers had about twenty twenty one turnovers. Schroeder, Schroeder had about seven. Yeah, and you know that you're not gonna have to worry about that in the playoffs because LeBron yeah. is gonna dominate the ball. Yeah, so, you know, all that we only lose by six, mm-hmm. and we have twenty turnovers. Be hands on the ball. And exactly. have fifteen and twelve. Beautiful. That's a dub yeah. in my column. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. It's gonna be a problem. It's gonna be a problem when we get healthy. So, wanted to shift gears on these last two uh, topics here. So, uh, we were talking music last week, and, and me, Brother T, and DJ had our say about hip-hop and just where things stand uh, with the game uh, right now. But I wanted you to take uh, your truth, seeing as how you're a huge music and so kind of uh, delve into where you think hip-hop is now and coming from your perspective, the uh, younger perspective on things, how do you see hip-hop fitting in society and do you like where it's at now? What artists are you currently well, I'll, I'll have that whole thing stated right now. I'm a huge Griselda head. I'm a huge Griselda head. I love, love Westside, Benny and Conway. All the guys from they from their camp, Flea Lord, I mentioned earlier, uh, Jay Skis coming up, Rome Streets, Chris Crack. Uh, that Snow makes Dog me feel Cooks. proud. I've trained um, this one well, also. and really, because <laughs> I said yeah. that, I said the exact same people last week. Yep. Yep. That uh, after we went to that uh, mm-hmm. that dinner uh, last year. I literally, I literally, uh, I had called my homie and he was like, he was like, oh yeah, man, I've been listening to Griselda for a while. I'm like, oh yeah, now I got a friend who listens to Griselda. Oh yeah. So it's just like every day popping new music stuff. So it's like, I really feel like this, this year, this past year was a great year for the underground guys because 
you don't you got inside music. You can't drop those those club hits, those club bangers, those feel good points. Yeah, that's a great inside. point. Never thought about that. And it's a great point. Yep. Yep. Yep, I'm gonna say, and then when you when you got people like them who are dropping at such a quick rate, and it's just if you're just talking about the main three, Westside, Benny, and Conway, they've dropped. I can't even keep. They up dropped with like nine dudes. or ten projects <laughs> last year. With yeah, they yeah they dropped like nine or ten projects last uh, this past year. Conway just dropped uh just um dropped his another album um the track list for another album. I'm gonna say, and then Benny's album was great. I didn't really, I didn't really like Benny's album more than more than the one that he had with Hit Boy, uh, Burden of Proof. But I really feel like, I really feel like this next one, he's gonna get in his bag. He's gonna get in his bag. He's getting into that executive bag. And same with Westside, he was gonna fall back and go executive, and decided to start rapping again. So. I feel like the outs like these outside guys, they're coming out and don't get me wrong, they're gonna get the attention from all these rollouts and stuff. But it's like when that real music, it's like it's undeniable. It's undeniable. And you can't when you're stuck inside and you ain't got nothing to listen to, like it just it hits different. It hits different when they got and it's so it's beautiful because they got these soulful beats. They got the they got the darker beats. You feel me? Like it's just it's a feel good type thing. Like I played I played a playlist with the Griselda guys, uh, Freddie Gibbs at a party, and everybody yeah. was vibing. <laughs> you feel me? So it's like you know it. You know, like don't get me wrong. There's nothing that's gonna change when Drake when Drake drops. Drake is gonna <laughs> drop, and the world is gonna be set on fire. If Travis Scott drops, same thing. The world's going to be set on fire. But, you know, the way the world is right now, those guys are getting a lot of a lot of uh, representation, especially Benny. Benny's, Benny is the guy who's going to really put them in the, in the forefront to where everybody's going to be like, well, I really like Benny, but who are these other guys? Oh wow, I really like this West Side guy. He makes he makes really unique music. Oh wow, who's this other guy? Conway. Oh, okay. I really like yeah, his lyricism. And he coming goes from really somebody crazy that got when he gets in his back. Shot like, in the face. He definitely or shot in the head. He definitely has the authenticity. Yep. Yeah. Dang, he ate a bullet. Yeah, he ate a bullet. He ate a bullet. Yep. Yeah. 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 He got sprayed in the back. Yeah, so sprayed in the back of the car. Contorted. He looks like he looks like Two Face from Batman, uh, but but that dude is nasty. Yeah. Conway is 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 extremely nasty, and they're all brothers yep. too. They're all brothers and cousins. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I think that point that you made they don't want was great. This. You know, mm-hmm. uh, um, right. as far as how everybody was locked inside, you know, all these big label dudes, they eat off the concerts. Yep. You know, so I think, like you said, all these undercover dudes like Currency, Larry June, everybody that's independent, it was their year. It's like, what pandemic? It was like, what pandemic? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we running it up right now. Because you (laughs) say you staying true, you staying true (laughs) to the to the grassroots and they talking real stuff yeah you stand you know, tr- and i think that's that's the main thing is it's like when life stops exactly and you got all these dudes rapping about the clubs and 
and going out and then drinking and smoke. You know, it's like nobody's really nobody can relate to that right now. You know, so it's like they weren't able to push that type of music. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. But you got dudes that's talking real stuff, talking real get money stuff. Yep. You know, just like we talked about a couple uh, episodes ago, that real motivation. You know, those dudes took over this past year, and I think for now on, that's what we're gonna see. Is it's like they got they 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 took 2020 and made it made it theirs. You know, and I think that was a lot of people's coming out party, even though they might have been in the game for a long time. I think there's been so many dudes, um, like everybody fella just uh, referenced to, you know, and it's like, I, I'm not, I'm not really a big East coast uh, music kind of guy, but um, I, I think it was, uh, what, what album was it? You said that he did with hit boy. Who, which artist was that? Yeah. See, like I never heard it. Uh, burden of proof. But uh, burden of proof. The only reason I listened to it was because um, hit boy was on it. And Hit Boy, you know, Hit Boy had a coming out party like this this past year. He was another one that went crazy this past year. Hit Boy went crazy, and he's mm-hmm. right out here from the IE. You know, he's yeah. from Fontana. You know, so it, it's so crazy seeing all these uh, these um, independent label dudes, you know, doing it big now. And for and I will say for the for the old heads on the panel, me and my me and my uh, oldest nephew, yeah. it, it it really is good to see because man, it be it be some dark days in our books. <laughs> I mean, I I I I be looking at you know, <laughs> and it's no disrespect <laughs> to some of these dudes, but you know, with the you know with the weirdo stuff that they you know. Him trying to push this little Nas X, and you know this dude, this dude with a diamond in his dome, and and I mean if it, 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 none of that stuff is ever cool to me, but but at least you can have skills. These dudes are just absolute nasty. I'm sorry, they nasty. They don't even have. But skills, you know, just like we talked, but they're about, getting though. pushed. You know, just like we talked about though. That's what you're seeing right there is what they want us to see. You know, that's what they're trying to turn our men into. You know, and I think I think that um, there's resistance on the other side as far as, like, there's too many real dudes for them to completely 100% take over like that. Before pre-COVID, I think, you know, it was, it was more possible. But I think dudes like, you know, all the names we mentioned tonight, um, they kind of they messed up their agenda as far as that goes because you're not going to see a, a Larry June or Dom Kennedy or anybody doing no weirdo stuff like that because they're not being sold out. They're not in no weird contract, you know, to where they got another man running their life, telling them what to do, exactly. you know? Yeah. Exactly. And see, that's the big thing that I like about them is they have their, they're building up on their own to the point where they got, uh, I know Benny has a, um, he doesn't have a record deal. He has a, a is it like a, a distribution deal. Uh, I can't think like of it he right just now. He has it a, and they just distribute it. Cause he was, they would. Yeah. With, um, with, with uh, rock nation because they as a group yeah, with rock, with rock nation M and M for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Westside and Conway were signed to, we're signed to Eminem's label. 
uh, and they had one album. Yeah, each. they bounced. So yeah. they both dropped their albums. So they're off that contract now when they're complete. Yeah, so Westside's got his own thing, the GXFR, and then um, Conway got his drum work label, and he's bringing out his Bro, they sound. got that old Wu sound. That's what, that's what won me over. I mean, if I close my eyes, if I close my yeah. eyes and just heard them, yeah, man, I can hear ninety East Coast ninety three all over again. New York ninety three, and it's crazy to hear it coming from Buffalo and none of the five boroughs, none of the five boroughs, the Bronx, uh, Brooklyn, uh, Manhattan, Harlem, you know, or or um, or Staten Island. You know, are really, really banging that old, old school East Coast hip hop is coming yeah. from uh, from Buffalo. So it's uh, it's crazy to hear that, but I'm just glad somebody did it because you can't even tell what's what's East Coast anymore. You know, it used to be distinct sound, but now it's it's it just yeah. it's Everybody all got it's all beat. trap music. <laughs> it's all trap music. Yeah. And I think it's evolved a lot. Exactly. Exactly. And I feel like be like that. Two chains. Yeah, I feel like, like that. Like all the trap. Like if you didn't like it, you literally didn't mm-hmm. like it. But now you got you know like you just said, all different kinds of artists. You know, using the same kind of beats, but with their own flow. But go ahead, fella. My bad. Yeah. Oh no, you're fine. You're fine. Um, I'm saying I feel like they really overloaded on the trap. Like everybody, everybody's doing trap music plus the plus the SoundCloud rappers, plus the plus the rappers who want to be on more melodic type stuff and don't even sound like rap anymore. Like you feel me? Like, <laughs> like it's <laughs> it's different to hear from somebody who actually has bars, and they all don't like. Yeah, they all have they bars, all but it's same. not like. They don't all sound just the like same. the Wu. Nine dudes, nine dudes, but none of them sound the same. Yes, Everybody was distinctly different. Yep. None of them sound the same, and that's all. That's all we want. Us old heads. Yep. We ain't hating on the new heads. If that's if that's what your experience was, cool. But we just want variety because you know we had variety growing up. We had positivity. We had the quote unquote gangster. We had the quote-unquote party music or the dance music. We had, uh, you know, uh, um, the go- the Black Power movement. Uh, we had all of that, and we can all go and pick. We just we just ain't getting punched in the mouth constantly hearing the same five to ten songs on the radio. That's all we want. We ain't nobody hating on these young dudes. We just want the variety back in the game so we'd be able to choose if we want our young ladies or young men to listen to a, a little Uzi Vert or a Joey Badass, or if our young ladies to listen to a Rhapsody or a uh, or a uh, Cardi B or Mag- Megan Thee Stallion, we just don't want them to tell us, "Oh, uh, yeah, this is who's popping, and this is who you got to listen to." Nah, man, that ain't never been hip hop. Hip hop has always been uh, a variety and and uh, always been your freedom of choice of who you want to listen to and the corporate game is just absolutely basically use this as a as a brainwashing tool for the community so 
Um, I'm glad to see that these brothers, these young brothers, is stepping out of uh, the, the 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 normal path and realm and creating their own lane. So big up to Griselda again and all the young brothers out there that's taking a different lane. You said I also wanted to add. Um, I'm gonna say yeah. Also, uh, the you mentioned the rhapsodies and the and the the Shea Noirs. Like I love I love to see the women with bars too. Like the women who not just talking about oh I'm going to the club. Excuse my language. I'm going to the club. I'm shaking my ass. I'm popping my pussy. Doing this and that. You know, like that's not cool. That's not cool. We don't want our. We don't want our daughters, nieces, list, nephews listening to this thinking it's okay. Oh, yeah, the men making music like this and then the women over here making the music that's like this. So, obviously, it's okay to act like this. You know, like, that's, that kind of stuff ain't cool. It's okay to, like, it's okay to make the grimy kind of music. It's okay to make any kind of music. You don't got to make all that that nasty music just because you're a female and all the other female Absolutely. artists make Absolutely, kind of music. I agree. Yep, I'm like, it's funny you uh, you guys touched upon that. Uh, my wife, she um, made sure to want me to bring that up. It's like, make sure to shout out the women. <laughs> Not all women are like uh, Cardi B and, and <laughs> Megan the Stallion. And don't lump them all <laughs> into their category. So I appreciate you, uh, appreciate you guys uh, stepping up there with that. Because me personally, uh, a lot of the guys that you had referenced, I do listen to. But and I you also some of it, I also was lost. So was like, she's uh, actually in the nation. Research uh, here, check N e e l a m. Man, she. I mean, she in the full garb. She in the full three fourths of cloth. But she be spitting. I post some of her stuff on Facebook and and on on uh, on mm-hmm. Instagram. N e e l a m. And she be she be spitting. She reminds me a lot of now. As you'll know who this is, uh, um, the sister Doodlebug, uh, uh, Doodlebug, I believe, or uh, from um, Digable Planets. Cool like that. She reminds me a lot of her. Her flow like that. Uh, but but she be man. Look her up. Oh, she be spitting. Yeah, yeah. She be spitting. She's uh. I think she's married to one of my oh. uh, one of my young young brothers that grew up under me. So, uh, uh, but yeah, look her up. She be she be spitting. Neelam. Oh, okay. For sure, gonna look that up. Cool. Definitely, will make sure to check that out. All right. And, and kind of closing out uh, the show here, as, we, as we've done the past couple of weeks, I want to give DJ the platform. Any <laughs> uh, financial news you want to throw out there, DJ? I got it was payday for me, so I I put uh, uh, one seventy five towards a couple of things. Actually, not the just the one hundred. 
upped it a little bit this uh, go around because there was a couple things that I had heard about from a nice. uh, what, uh, yeah, page yeah, I so follow today, on Instagram. Um, so we'll see how those play out. But any advice you got? You know, on what is the recipe to success? Um, so in my thoughts, the recipe to success is um, having great goal setting and really asking yourself, what will change my life right now? You know, because I think what happens is, is that, you know, we psych ourselves out as far as our goals. You know, um, I think that if we as a community start focusing on setting achievable goals that would change our lives, like if, if, if that was to happen like tomorrow, you know, something simple like, you know, wanting to make an extra, you know, what would for each of us, what would an extra, you know, a thousand dollars do, you know, at the, just a thousand dollars is free money in your pocket. What, what would it do for each of us? You know, um, it would, it would, it would make our lives so much easier. You know, that little bit of thousand dollars, you know, and if we get to the point of breaking our goals down and saying, okay, you know, if I want to make an extra thousand dollars every week, I mean, every month, you know, that's, that's, um, that's, that's, let's see, that's $250 a week. You know, it's way easier to tell yourself, okay, this week, I'm a, I'm a trade enough stocks to make 250 extra dollars this week. You know, I think it's, it's way easier once you break it down for yourself and break everything into a math formula um, and attack it that way. So um, step number one, I think, is having great goal setting. Uh, then the second step is patience and knowing what, what um, is possible. Um, I think being, being around what you want to, to uh, being around what you want to get to, you know, is the key to success. You know, um, this week I want everybody to tune into this amazing podcast that I listened to this past week. Uh, next week, I want to go ahead after everybody watches it over this week. It's about an hour and a half. Um, you know, we'll talk about, you know, just not what I thought of the podcast, um, what the, the name of it. Everybody get their notebooks out really quick. Um, Entrepreneur turned $2,000 into $23 million. Um, And this is by Earn Your Leisure. So I want everybody to check out that podcast this week. Um, and then next week, we'll talk about it, you know, go over it, um, see what everybody got out of it. Uh, but what, what's amazing about about the man in, in this podcast, his name is Daryl Freeman. And this man, he's a black man, you know, built, uh, I, he did, he made, he, he built an IT business, you know, for 20 years. He started with $2,000 and sold that company for $23 million, you know, and being able to see a black man, you know, he, this man has a private jet. He drives Ferraris. He, you know, he lives that life and he's a black man, you know, so being able to see it from somebody that looks like us, you know, just makes it that much more easier to accomplish because that just tells you that somebody has already done it. So it's possible, you know, so if you could see it, you could get it. And, um, you know, you try, you tie great goal exactly. um, and asking yourself what will change your life right now and get to that point and then realizing what is possible. And that that equals success. You know, that equals a, a very, very happy life.
you know, and that, that equals a fulfilling life, you know, because when we're, when we're all living in abundance, we're able to do what we really want, you know, not what we have to do. You know, once we start getting to that point of being able to do what we really want, the world is going to be a much better place. Community, our community is going to be a much better place. You know, we'll be able to pass down that success down to, you know, our, our grandkids and our grandkids, grandkids. And, you know, that's how that that's how we're going to build this generational wealth. So uh, just one last time, the title of the video is Entrepreneur Turn $2,000 into $23 million. Um, by earn your leisure. So that, that, that video is about an hour long, you know, it's also in podcast form. So if you want to listen to it on Apple podcasts or YouTube, whatever, you could look it up on both. Um, and then we'll, we'll go ahead and talk about it next week. But that, that podcast is very powerful, very, very powerful. Cause that man, not only does he own a private jet, he flies it himself. So we talk about going to get in the car to go somewhere He's talking about going to get in his plane. He lives in Florida, going to get in his plane to fly to his house in the Bahamas. You know, so there's levels to this. There's levels to it, you know, but it's possible. You know, if he could do it, we could do it. You know, we all could do it. So um, that's that's just what I wanted to talk about this week is, you know, it's, it's, it's this this whole entrepreneur thing is more of the mindset than it is, you know, the skill. Because skill don't matter if you don't got the mindset. You know, just just like, you know, if a poor man was to win the lottery tomorrow, it's a good chance he'll probably be broke in a couple years compared Very to if true. a rich man was given the same amount of money, he'd flip it into even more because he got the mindset to, you know. So um, this time is, you know, about getting our mindsets right you know, attacking every day as a new day and getting 1% better. Um, and if you, if you focus on that, by the end of the year, you go, like, we all know what compound interest is. You know, that's how Warren Buffett was able to become a billionaire. You get 1% better every single day. You shoot for that goal, 1% better. Learn, learn one new thing every single day, and your life is going to change. You know, so that's, that, that's my two cents for the week. You know, um, like I said, we're going to we're going to go over that video next week. I'm super excited to, you know, and I hope that that video inspires you guys as much as it inspired me. Um, so, yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Sounds like a good plan. Great job kicking that knowledge once again, DJ. Much appreciated, sir. All right, so closing up the nope. show. Anybody got any final no, thoughts? Just, anything you want to plug before we head out? All of my nephews uh, and being able to have this outlet, and you know, hopefully, we can grow this brand. Uh, but if it just is an outlet for us to uh, get uh, get stuff off our chest and speak as 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 black men in this in this um, society today, I'm good with that. So uh, I just want to thank you guys for all showing up, uh, especially my two youngest uh, nephews that, uh, you know, I know y'all young fellas is busy all the time, but uh, I'm, I'm happy that to be on here with you guys. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
Yep, yeah, for sure. Uh, true. Uh, glad you were able to uh, join the show. We definitely look forward to you being on in the future here as well. You got a uh, Instagram or any social media you want anybody to be able to follow you at? Nah, nah, like I'm hush hush. I'm hush hush. <laughs> <laughs> all right cool cool all right so go ahead <laughs> so, uh, so this is niles e and uh, uh, closing out the show uh we will be back next week with some more topics and discussions and until then yes, sir. Uh, as we say each week Peace out, family. my grandpa says just gonna keep getting better and better at this uh, Mm-hmm. Let's say, yep, y'all have a great night. Have a great week. Uh-